Hi, and welcome to a very special Geek Chow Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Even though it's only our second episode, we feel entitled enough that we deserve a special holiday episode. I'm super entitled. Yeah. And we're going to be delving back into some of the classics of our childhood. Yeah, Rankin Bass and Rankin Bass and some stuff that I put on here by accident. <laughs> and other Rankin Bass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Rankin Bass is, I'm sure most of you are familiar with uh, you know things like Frosty the Snowman, uh, Santa Claus is going to town, yeah. all those Christmas classics that were done in claymation or stop, the, stop motion. I think, yeah, stop. I think they're maquettes. Oh, paper maquette. I see. That's <laughs> paper machier. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Papier matcha. Uh, the papier meccas. Paper robots. <laughs> that I think we've just hit on uh, something that could be gold right That's there. Peter, um, just remember that if you use it, just uh, if you if you make super awesome fighting paper robots, right? Just, uh, you know, credit us with the idea. That's all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Origami Gundams. Origami Gundam. I'm. You know what? I'm gonna have to look it up after this, but I would not be surprised if that's a real thing. It probably is. Um, anyway, back on track to what we were talking about. Because origami guns represent Christmas. Yes. And that's, I mean, I would decorate my tree entirely in those. Yeah. Absolutely. But, you know. fucking rad. <laughs> I'm just picturing, like, the Santa bot from Futurama now. <laughs> made out of paper sitting on top of a tree. <coughs> the robot devil. Yeah. yeah it's, it's the best tree ever. All right. But so Rankin and Bass did not have any robots. Regrettably. Regrettably. Unless there was one on the island of Misfit Toys. There's a gun that shoots grape jelly. That's almost the same thing. Almost yeah. the same thing. Right. It's a, so, it's a Transformer, really. True. Little, little Megatron. <laughs> Jellytron. Yeah. Wow, we are real off topic. All right. <laughs> so let's start with Christmas. And when I think of Christmas, <laughs> the first thing I think of is Mad Monster Party. Right, Christmas monsters. So I put this on here because uh, I did poor research and didn't really read through enough, and I thought this was Rankin Bass's first uh, stop motion special, but it's not. Um, actually, if, no. I had, if I had even read the slide, it says from the creators of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer and Frosty the Snowman. Here's uh, what you got to think, though. This was actually released in theaters. It may have been their first movie. Well, that's, maybe that's what I read. But it's not their first stop motion special. Their first stop motion special was Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Mm -hmm. And that was in 1964. Right. This, though, you know, had a, a lot of uh, famous voice talent. Yeah. You know, monsters and dancing and, you know, all kinds of 60s nonsense. <laughs> Boris Karloff and Phyllis Diller. Yeah. Was it 60s or was it 70s? This, this, is, this is 67. 67, okay. So, nothing to do with Christmas, but then again, Rankin and Bass did branch out and do a bunch of other holiday specials. Like, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Peter Cottontail. Which we'll get into a little bit later, because I figured, why not? Just fucking throw it in there. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> right. every, everything. Everything's going in there. So, back, back to real life Christmas. Uh, so, the one I always think of is Santa Claus is Coming to Town. That's the one... Um, I always remember the most. Well, no, I remember Rudolph the most, but like, 
Who did we say that was? Fred Astaire? Yes. Fred Astaire is the mailman. Um, this is always one I, I dug. Yeah, and I mean, like, you know, every one of them pretty much has a uh, a song attached to them. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what the song for this one is. It's probably Santa Claus is Coming That's to Town. Probably. I'm just... That's just a guess. Just spitballing here. Just spitballing. The, 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 the entire, you know, intro is the mailman delivering letters, singing that song. But you know, that's could, that's could, not. Could. Yeah. As you can tell, I'm real prepared. This is, this is actually the second time we've recorded this because everything got all kinds of messed up the first time. <laughs> but that's okay because we screwed that one up even worse. Right. You know, also, the next one we have, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, of course. I think this is the one everyone remembers the most. Everyone remembers it the most, and it was their first one. Um, Which is funny, because I thought it came years later. No. It was, uh, it was the first one, and that they, uh, you know, made it based on the song, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Despite the yep. that, do they even sing that song during that? Uh, yes. Yes, they do. Again, pretty sure it's like, uh, you know, like the big finale scene. Hmm. And and the intro. No, the intro is uh, Burl I'm Ives singing right. "Holly Jolly Christmas." Oh, that's right. Right? I don't know. Maybe I'm lying. I don't know. It's late. <laughs> it's late. I'm I sorry. don't know. I've decided that one of our hallmarks for this Geek Shout podcast is to do as little research as possible and just make shit up because it's on the internet. So who cares? <laughs> Geek Chop, the Wikipedia of podcasts. There you go. We'll just make stuff up. Like, I don't know if anybody knows, knows this, but the Bumble was actually played by Peter Mayhew. He was uh, Chewbacca in Star Wars. He was live action. Live action. Inside a suit. Yeah, those mad cats are about uh, two and a half feet tall apiece. Yeah. All this is fabricated. I am making it up right now. Yeah, the mad cats were fabricated, too. They were fabricated out of fabric. Oh, my God, I got to stop. All right. <laughs> So, when I saved these as pictures, um, they're really small, and I didn't realize until afterwards that this is a picture of all the toys. Because toys are awesome. They are awesome. We'll be doing this, we'll be doing an episode about toys eventually. <laughs> Actually, pretty soon, probably. Um, my mom has most of these. Does I she save the snowman? Yeah, but like a lot of them got lost. I don't think we had the bumble. And you know, not looking at these now, like all the toys are pretty good, except for the little garbage raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like somebody made them out of like Play-Doh. <laughs> somebody made them out of garbage. <laughs> made them out of garbage. Herbie's the only one I don't think that doesn't look. Hermie, Herbie, I don't remember. Something like that. He's the only one I think doesn't look right. Everybody else looks pretty on point. Well, I mean, he wants to be a dentist. There's nothing right about him. <laughs> He tells people he is a dentist, but he hasn't gone to dental school. He's just some hack. He's like the Dr. Nick Riviera of the North Pole. <laughs> Hi, everybody. You let me pull teeth? But by the end of the movie, he's just pulling people's teeth out. Yeah, the bumble. People, people are letting him. <laughs> I read some books. Oh, all right. That's enough reason. to Wait, no, it's not. You're not a doctor. <laughs> These aren't doll teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my real teeth. Did you use any anesthetic? No. <laughs> Uh, I was just going to paint them back in. Yeah, I, I made fake teeth out of all the broken toys. You've got chunky plastic teeth now. Yeah, there you go. Enjoy. 
<laughs> we made them out of all the misfit toys we couldn't sell for Christmas. <laughs> oh, that'd be horrible. All right, that's enough, Rudolph. <laughs> so then there's Frosty the Snowman, which is trash. Right. Those kids that. just kicking him to dirt. <laughs> I, I literally can't stand this one. And I think, thumpity, thump, thump, thumpity, thump, thump. Look at Frosty go. <laughs> I think the reason I don't like this is because, as so we were saying before, uh, the other day, was... Uh, they could have made this stop motion, but they made it animated instead, and I think I hate them for that. Yeah, they already have a stop motion son, oh man. <laughs> like they could pull uh, Sam out of retirement there. You know, fix him up a little bit, give him some legs. <laughs> so he's not shuffling through the snow like some giant slug. <laughs> you know, because he did. That's that's how he did. That's how, that was his main form of locomotion. Right, uh, slug, slug motion. Slug motion. Yeah. This one, no, they give him feet, but then the kids just kick him off. Yeah. And that's how we got Sam. Sam's just frosty real old. <laughs> I down. hurt real bad. <laughs> he's like he's like a Christmas veteran. Got no legs. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Alright. Part of the member of the Salvation Army. <laughs> <laughs> so this one's Jack Frost. I like Jack Frost a lot. Um, basically he's, I don't know, he lives with like the snow sprites or the ice sprites or the ice fairies. I can't remember exactly what it is. Uh, the winter court. <laughs> the winter court. Yeah, basically he's a, you know, he's a fae. And, uh, he wants to be human. So it's about him getting turned into a human and like spending time and Christmas and stuff with the rest of the Oh, it's, it's the ice mermaid. The little, little ice mermaid. Actually, yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> it is, it is the little ice mermaid man. Merman. Merman, pa. Uh, So so that's Jack Frost. (laughs) That's all there is to say about that. (laughs) That was drinking. Leave me alone. Who played him? Uh, I forget. Somebody famous does his voice. I'm sure he does. uh, If you could see, I have the notes over here on my other monitor, and it is completely devoid of anything. Right. Hold on. Oh, are we checking? Yeah. This is important. Who was Jack Frost? That's right. Sure. Was it Shadow Stevens? Uh, yeah, no, I'm sure it was Michael Keaton. Michael, wait, are you being serious? I can't. See no, you. that's that other movie, Jack Frost, where he's the goddamn snowman. Oh, I forgot that movie was a thing. Yeah, as opposed to the horror movie one, which was also awesome. Yeah, that was good. I always think of the Ginger Dead Man. <laughs> with Gary, well, I, with Gary they're Gary. very close. Oh, when I went to New York Comic Con, yeah, I met the dude who's drawing the Ginger Dead Man comic. One, I didn't know that was a thing. That's oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, I, t- I talked to that dude for like half an hour, forty minutes, because his That's movie, I feel Buddy bad. Hackett. That's who it is. Buddy Hackett's Jack Frost. Yeah, he was. He was. Oh my God! What's the seagull's name in The Little Mermaid? Scuttle. Scuttle. He was Scuttle in The Little Mermaid. He just did the same movie twice. He did. Wow, that's crazy yeah. talk. Well, Jack Frost plays the the alive snowman in the 1998, you know, family movie, whereas opposed to you know uh, the other Jack Frost was played Scott McDonald, where you know he's the snowman, a serial killer who comes back as a snowman. I've seen that one. He melts in the bathtub and kills that girl. Yeah, yeah. Well, after he you know screws her with his uh, you know uh, carrot nose. Carrot. Well, it turns out it was carrot penis. Yeah, right. It's still his nose though. Back to Christmas specials for kids. <laughs> I I didn't say for kids. I just said all Christmas specials. 
You know what? That's true. We oh. didn't. We didn't. Did not specify. specify. We right. should have had slides for all of these Jack Frosts. We should have. So what? What is this? I can't. This is that a, year without a Santa Claus. Year without a Santa Claus. Yes. I keep wanting no. to call the Miser Brothers Christmas, but that's, that's that's the one that didn't exist when we were young and apparently exists now. Yeah, is a thing. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So you got Snow Miser. His little Snow Miserers. Mm-hmm. I think it's weird. It's a whole it's, song and dance number. I think it's weird that he's a little version of himself. Selves. <laughs> running around. Alright, so this is a Miser Brothers Christmas. Right. It involves... Weird stop motion animation that doesn't look quite right. No, the like the, the little kid and like Santa and Mrs. Claus, they look like they're like those wooden dolls. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that was all CGI. I don't know. It looks like stop motion to me. Yeah, but we've just got one slide. Oh, that's true. Because we didn't do much more research than that. And I feel like this, this weird purple guy with a Jay Leno chin, I think he's got to be like the North Wind or something. No, Storm Miser. Storm Miser. Thunder Miser. <laughs> Thunder Miser is on the loose. Thunder Miser. Hey, Rankin Bass made that too. Uh-uh. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Jay Leno actually plays that dude. Yeah. Oh, and we, we're not showing anything, but there was a live action year without a Santa Claus. With <laughs> We watched a little bit, couple minutes of it, and it was bad. Super bad. Michael Keane, who was Squiggy on Laverne and Shirley. McKean. McKean. Yeah. Michael McKean. Yeah. Uh, who now hosts Food Factor Fiction on the Cooking Channel. Um, was uh, was Snow Miser with like a long, long blue hair, which was gross to look at. <laughs> Harvey Firestein, who's the brother from Mrs. Doubtfire, was, was Heat Miser. And I mean, I guess he kind of looked the part. John Goodman was Santa Claus. I don't know. It looked like it was a whole fiasco. There was a boxing match at some point. Which... Was it really? Yeah. Ooh, I didn't watch that far. Oh, so back to Santa Claus is coming to town. Um, we've got ourselves the Winter Warlock. Right. Winter Warlock is probably the uh, this is my favorite part of that movie. Uh, you know, he starts off as this uh, ice wizard that uh, you know, lives in the, the blustery north and that Santa has to traverse his woods to go to town to bring toys to the uh, children uh, and you know suffers his wrath for going through his woods but uh, Santa you know soothes the savage spirit by giving him a toy and, and they dance around and have a good time that's right and so he's like I don't know how to be good and Santa's like hey, you just put one foot in front of the other and soon you'll be walking out the door yeah it's a wonderful, wonderful thing about, uh, you know, giving and, uh, you know, and that's usually how he gets out of most of his jams, but just by giving people toys. I mean, honestly, hey, it, it would, would be, work for me. Right. I wouldn't be mad at you anymore. I got a toy. Yeah, what do exactly. I care? That'd be dope. Well, All right. So the next one we get to is uh, is my favorite uh, ranking bass, which is the Life and Adventures of Santa Claus, which is the I still I still refuse to believe this exists. It's actually on, like, Daily Motion or something. You can watch the whole thing. Um. So it's like Santa Claus. I'm pretty sure Santa, the young Santa Claus that we see here, is played by J.D. Roth. Don't know who that is. Do you remember that game show when we were kids called Funhouse? I think it's called Funhouse. He was the host of that. He was a ginger kid guy. I don't know. I suppose that's irrelevant. But anyway, the story is. is <laughs> I like, believe. 
It starts. It starts off um, with the great Ack. Uh, I'll put these slides out of order, but whatever. Oh, well, here we'll get to this first. So actually, this is written by L. Frank Baum, who wrote The Wizard of Oz, and it's based on that story. But to be more precise, there's the great Ack, who's like the leader of the wood folk, fey folk, whatever. And he calls this meeting of like all the other ones, like the wind demons and the queen of the nooks and all this other stuff. And he's basically like, it's one of the things. Yeah, queen of the nooks and, uh, you know, princess of the kindles. Yeah. Yeah, we have Lord Amazon. Lord of the Amazon fires. Yeah. Uh, Keeper of the Amazon fire. Um, So he basically calls everybody up. He's like, listen, this is Santa Claus's last Christmas. And, like, it's Christmas Eve, so Santa Claus is out doing his business. And they're like, okay. I'm sorry. Have you listened to Santa? It sounds like a mob hit. Like, (laughs) Santa Claus's last Christmas. (laughs) I've gathered you all together, because when he comes back, we're whacking it. No, because he's old and he's going to die. Right, no, I know, I know yeah. what you're saying. Like. But, uh, so, he, uh, he gets everybody together, and he basically tells the story about how one of the fairies that's sitting in that picture there uh, heard about mortal babies and then kind of just found one, uh, like a day later. You know, a foundling. Yeah, and was like, hey, I want to raise this kid. And everyone's like, oh, shit. Uh, so the great act's like, well, you don't know how to be a mother, so I'm going to have Shiegra, queen of the lions, uh, raise this baby with you. Because so, you know, if anything, anybody knows about taking care of babies, it's lions. <laughs> yeah. So Santa Claus is raised by a fairy and a lioness. Which is not a bad way to go. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, to yeah, yeah. Two moms. Yeah. So they uh, they raise him and he grows up and then Great X shows him like all the horrors of the real world. And there's like Japanese kids beating each other up with kendo sticks because they're being trained to be warriors and Santa Claus is like, but I want they should play with toys. So basically the whole point of the story is that the Great X summoned all these people in the beginning of the movie to be like, hey, I think we should make Santa Claus an immortal like us. And then uh, I won't spoil it for you, but uh, they make Santa <laughs> Claus an immortal. <laughs> I won't spoil it for you, but here's the end. Yeah. So here's a little drummer boy. It's just a picture of the little drummer boy. <laughs> and you guess what we have up next? That's right. Hey. Another picture of that little drummer his boy. His eyes are closed this time. <laughs> He's busy parumpa pum pumming. Yeah. This is a... I like this one. This is my mom's favorite Rankin Bass uh, special. Oh, it might be her favorite Christmas special ever. I will say this, though. Uh, my David uh, Bowie and Bing Crosby's... Version oh, version of this song? Of this song? Number one Christmas Carol. Yeah. It's the tops. Yeah. The so if you've never heard it, go find it. It's, it's on YouTube. There's like even like a whole little music video thing to it. Where like was it David Bowie shows up at Bing Crosby's house? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Or the other way around, maybe. Sit there talking about music and classics and stuff. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Yeah. So the next Christmas one is here comes Peter Cottontail for Easter. <laughs> Easter Christmas. Easter's kind of the reverse of Christmas. Oh, yeah, it's, it's the spring Christmas. You know. Spring Christmas. Little Christmas, if you will. Le Petit Christmas. <laughs> Le Petit Noël. L'Easter. <laughs> I don't know how to say Easter in French. Yeah, um, Esoter. The main thing about this is it's a holiday special. It's made by Rankin Bass. 
And the most important, and it's got Vincent Price. The most important part is that Vincent Price plays Iron Tail, the bad guy. It's literally the same picture. Only an app, though. That, that's yeah, an app. Only an app form. Um, all right, so this next one I didn't know was a thing. And when we were initially putting this together, Chris was like, what about the Irish one? And I was like, what Irish one? And I thought there was like a St. Patty's Day special, but apparently there's the Leprechaun's Christmas Gold. You know, because if you're Irish and you want to be <laughs> made ruthlessly mocked <laughs> during Christmas time, this is what you want to watch. Yeah. It's 25 minutes long. And full of racism. <laughs> Do tell, Chris. Tell us the story of the Leprechaun's Christmas Gold. Uh, let's see. Uh, something about a ship and getting a Christmas tree and the kid's cutting down a Christmas tree and he unlocks a banshee. Because, uh, you know, you can't kill a banshee. They can only lock it into a pine tree. Because those are the only two spells that priests can perform. Rainbow and pine tree. And Pine Tree is exclusively for locking Banshees inside. When you told me this, I thought you were just full of shit. Like, just making stuff up on the fly. No. You're like, no. No, this is all... This is all entirely true. And the Banshees want the Leprechaun's gold. And if you're a Leprechaun, there's only two jobs you can have. Only two. Cobbling shoes. <laughs> or guarding gold. Like, why would you take cobbling shoes? I don't know. Maybe they ran out of gold to to guard. Like, I guess. Do get, like, do you get to pick when you're an adult? Or are you born into like one of two clans of leprechauns? I I I would have to go with the second one. <laughs> <laughs> the two families it's... I could have been born into was a leprechaun, and I had to be one of the Schumachers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> leprechaun Schumacher, or, <laughs> or leprechaun gold guarder. Yes, son of a bitch. Uh. Right, like you don't even like get any cool like you're not like guarding treasure with like swords and stuff. You're just you just I don't know. You stand there and watch it. Yeah, and then kind of dissuade people from taking it. Right. But like, not actually really stop them. Right. It's like, ah, uh, don't 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 touch you're like you're like a security guard without a gun, like Or or even a nightstick. Yeah, you just like, don't don't touch okay. Yeah. I can't I can't stop you. You're like, well, the fat, I, you're like the fat lazy guy who dropped the remote on the floor and is like, I guess I'm stuck watching this. <laughs> I can't change the channel now. There's there's too much effort involved. Yeah, this is. I guess I'm stuck watching so, daytime soaps. This, this mold's going to stay. So this slide, I have no relevance for any of this because I didn't see this movie. However, I thought this slide was pretty amazing because <laughs> uh, it's horrifying. Right, yeah. It's the Banshee when she's trying to lull the... Uh, the kid from the ship to uh, help her get the gold. Fair enough. Right. Yeah, beautiful woman. Yeah, beautiful But still woman. crying. Crying. Because Banshees can't stop crying. With burning red eyes. Yeah. All right, so that does it for our Rankin Bass stuff. <laughs> now on the puppets. Yeah, if we weren't, if you, if the little mad cats didn't creep you out, hopefully the puppets will. <laughs> All right, so there's like, we'll get into the Muppet Christmas Carol in a little bit. Uh, we'll just touch on that. But this is by far, in like hands down, my favorite Christmas special ever. So this is, this is Muppet Family Christmas. This is basically the Muppets, like from the Muppet Show, are going to go to Fozzie. I can never remember if it's his mother or his grandmother's house for Christmas, which is like way up in the woods somewhere where it's super snowy. There's this giant snowstorm happening. We'll say it's Grandpa Father. We'll say it's Grandpa Father. 
And uh, so they're they're up there, and Miss Piggy's like in Manhattan or something, and she's running late. So the big thing is like, no, we got away from Miss Piggy. So she keeps calling every once in a while and talks to people, but whatever. But the cool cool thing is that like at one point they hear some carolers, and I I don't remember if the carolers were stuck in the snow or if the, like why weren't they weren't where they were supposed to be where they live. I don't know. But the carolers were all the puppets from Sesame Street. So you've got all the puppets from Sesame Street, all the puppets from the Muppet Show, all enjoying like. Christmas holidays. Like, the Swedish chef is, like, throws out the turkey and is trying to cook Big Bird the whole time, which is pretty incredible. His mom. His mom, Emily. His mom, Emily. Oh, his, yeah. his mom, Emily. Yeah. Um, but there's even cooler stuff, like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Okay. What? Okay. Fozzie Bear is driving many of the Muppets to his mother's... Emily's farm for Christmas. Unbeknownst to Fozzie, Emily Bear's preparing to go to Malibu for the holiday. Oh, I do... That, and rent her farmhouse to Doc and Sprocket. Doc and Sprocket have arrived when Fozzie and the other Muppets enter, disrupting Emily and Doc's plans for the holidays. More Muppets arrive, and they begin to prepare for Christmas. After the performance, Fozzie goes into the house where he tells Kermit about his new act. Miss Piggy's doing some shopping before she goes to the farmhouse. Carolers arrive, proving to be Big Bird and the rest of the Sesame Street Muppets. See, that works out pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so Doc and Sprocket are there. But then Robin feels all like left out for reasons I don't remember. So he finds a hole in the wall down down in the basement of Mama Emily Fozzie's house, and like Kermit and Robin hang out with the Fraggles. Like what's in, what? That's great. That's amazing. Like it's just got basically everything that the Muppets did in one really cool Christmas special. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's about an hour or so. I think around there. It's one of the longer. You know, some of them are like half an hour. I think this one's like forty five minutes, something like that. But if you've never seen it, dude, check it out. Like it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, the song list. They they pretty much go through every uh, every kind of carol that they got. See, what else could you want? And Jim Henson as himself. Yeah, he's in it at the end. He's basically like sitting on a log or something as they pan out. It's like, did you have a good time? I know we did. <laughs> like one of those kind of things. Uh, yeah. This next slide is completely irrelevant because I thought. When I was doing this, that a Muppet's Christmas Carol, I was mixing up, or uh, I was mixing up a Muppet Family Christmas and Jim Henson's thirtieth special thing, thirtieth year anniversary special thing that they did like in the late eighties. Because I thought the little Muppet monsters were in a Muppet Family Christmas, but they're not. They're in that. These are the little Muppet monsters. They had a very short-lived TV show that there's only like four episodes of. They're pretty cool. I always wanted to see the show when I was a kid, and I never got to. But I watched it on YouTube like two days ago. So, Merry Christmas. Yeah. yeah. This is Muppet Christmas Carol. We didn't put too much in here. I wish I'd put more. But Yeah, I mean... This, uh, is, this is your jam. This is my jam, and I mean, I feel like people, most people are more familiar with this. Um, probably because, I mean, it was a feature-length movie, <laughs> um, and has, you know, since been played on network television a lot more than, uh, you know, the the Muppet Family Christmas has. Oh, yeah as a special like it's you know it's gotten extended airtime and everything but i think do you feel it's it's one of the more fun and more uh um, still while still being pretty faithful adaptation of it uh, really is yeah charles dickens gonzo is charles dickens um, christmas carol narrating it like how the christmas carols kind of told from the third person yeah. sort of yeah and you know as a lamplighter yeah which i think is you know has a nice uh, cool victorian touch there yeah it's, it is just a really good movie. I mean, this is the first thing, this is the first Muppet thing they did after Jim Henson died. 
Mm-hmm. So like Kermit's voice is wrong in this, but yeah, I mean it, it, it was a little harsh at the time, and I think I was really judgmental of it as a huge, huge Jim Henson fan. Yeah. Um. So I, I think that's I kind of was harsh on it. I didn't watch it until years later. Yeah. I yeah. I mean it's it's a little bittersweet in that respect. Yeah. You know. Um. But well, they my, did do a good job of you know you know keeping the Muppets going as yeah. as a thing. Yes. Um, yeah, because they seem to kind of live and die now, like in waves. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I will I will say about this that uh, Michael, first of all, Michael Caine was an excellent choice for Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh, very, very much so. Um, the only thing that I would say is even remotely disappointing to me about this, and it isn't even that much. It isn't that disappointing, just a little bit, is that usually in the Muppet movies, there's tons of guest stars. Michael Caine is the only one, the only famous person in this, except for his nephew Fred. Wasn't even really famous, but the guy who right. was his nephew Fred was the luck child in Jim Henson's The Storyteller, the episode The Luck Child, Lucky. You know, I think, uh, I mean, you gotta figure at this t- point in time, though, Muppets weren't that huge, and uh, probably a lot of the budget for this went into production value actually, rather than able to get cameos. I haven't even thought about that, but you're probably actually super right. Yeah. I mean, like, this is the first movie that they had since, what, Take Manhattan? Isn't the Great Muppet Caper last out of the original three? Uh, Probably, yeah. I think it's the Muppet movie, the Muppet Take Manhattan, and then the Great Muppet Caper. Caper. Right. And then there's probably how many years in between? Oh, I don't even know. This yeah. is probably, like, I mean, I think he died in 90... 90, 91? And this was 92. Okay. Yeah. He might have died earlier. He might have died in 89. Yeah, sure. directed by Brian Henson, produced by Brian Henson. Yeah. Uh, Who has taken up his father's mantle real well. Yeah. But we're getting we're getting into puppets farther than we want to. Right. Let's talk about this next gem. <laughs> oh, boy. Boy, is that special. There, there we've got, you know, She-Ra and He-Man... Or Princess Alora, or Prince Adam, and then we've got Blue Handbutt Dog, uh, which really is the most important part of the movie. Is Blue Blue Handbutt Dog? <laughs> so you you were telling me that Skeletor is the hero of this one? Yes, uh, the Christmas spirit overwhelms Skeletor, and he actually winds up being the hero of the He Man and Shira Christmas special. He saves the two Earth children who get whapped. They get wrapped up in the wacky hijinks of uh, the Eternia and, and if yeah. it, Etheria. Is that what she yep, Eternia and Etheria. I just, but Orko, I, Orko, and the, the the misfire rocket. Oh yeah, because Orko they have this giant rocket ship. And That's basically going to be a satellite and be able to like tell them about enemy attacks. Yeah, but Orko decides to jump in it and, and start uh, pushing buttons and stuff. Yeah, and like, it flies away to Earth. Like, not even, like, not even, like, he just gets in it, and it's like, oh, what are all these buttons doing? I'm going to have a good old time. Oh, no, the rocket's going. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop. And everybody else is like, oh, where's Orko? Yeah. Why is the rocket taking off? And they don't, and it, that's a great thing, they don't put two and two together until, like, halfway through the movie. Yeah. They're like, Orko must have been on the rocket. No shit. Yep. And they're getting ready for their uh, celebration, which is something like, uh, Right. Well, their mother, Marlena, is from Earth. Right. So She's she was, like, all these decorations remind me of Christmas on Earth. 
Yeah, because she totally sounds like that saxophone playing Owl from <laughs> Sesame Street. Uh, yeah, I believe at one point she says you got to put down the ducky. <laughs> well, you got to put down the ducky if you want to play the saxophone. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Yeah, uh, Prince Adam's just like, what the fuck are you talking about, Mom? So that's uh, that's pretty much all we have for the specials and stuff. But we here at Geek Chow have the word chow in our name. So we felt it only apropos to add some kind of food shiz. Right. So we're going to be talking a little bit about Christmas foods. And that's yeah, I think that's one of the interesting things about uh, Christmas, you know, as opposed to like other holidays where you have traditional, you know, you have a traditional meal. Like, like Thanksgiving but, is turkey, Easter yeah. is ham. Exactly. Uh, Christmas seems to be very uh, dependent on your on your family and your your personal traditions. Yeah. Uh, I don't think, uh, for one, like. I know that usually, you know, my grandmother on my dad's side, we we primarily do ham. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that's what, my, that's what my mom, my mom's side of the family does the same. Right, and then on my on my mom's side, it it would vary. Sometimes we do turkey, sometimes we do ham, uh, just dependent on you know what was I guess what they felt like or what yeah. you know anybody felt like doing. Um, but you know, it's it, sometimes you know it feels like a. a a mini Thanksgiving, like you know, since you've already had the turkey, yeah, well, so so close. I'm you know? lucky. I'm lucky that on my mom's side we do ham, like I said, and then my grandmother on my dad's side would make lasagna. That was like the Christmas meal, lasagna, right? Um, yeah, and that's um, usually like if the other thing too is like you know, it depended on like with your family as well whether you'd have the Christmas dinner on Christmas Eve mm-hmm. or whether you'd have it on Christmas Day. You know, um, I know for a while. Because you know you, you you do one family in the morning, one family at night. You know, yeah. spending on who's spending time. Sometimes it would more be a Christmas like brunch. Yeah. Uh, well, my mom's side of the family does all the holiday dinners are at one o'clock, and you just eat the ones. Yeah, and then there's like leftovers around like five or six. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's basically it. It's just that. Um, I'm grateful for the fact that my mom. I have to ask my mom every year: Are you doing ham for Christmas? <laughs> because there was like once or twice where she did turkey, and as far as I'm concerned, a turkey is trash food. I right, hate, I hate turkey. You're 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 a big non-turkey person. No, I'm not a big bird person. Like I but, don't. Well, no, you're care. a big bird person. You're just not a. I'm not a poultry person. I'll say that. Right. I'll eat. I enjoy duck. I'll, I enjoy fried chicken and chicken and stuff. Although, I, to amend that statement. I want to do a Charles Dickens Christmas real bad. Like, I want a goose. I want chestnut stuffing. I want plum pudding the whole nine yards. One year, I'm going to do that. Also, one year, I have to, you know, uh, cook a turkey and let you taste it. Because when you do it right, it is completely different than the, the all the turkey years I've had turkey, you know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you know, I, the, the, since I've started cooking them and then... Uh, you know, I have Alton Brown to thank for a lot of it is, uh, you know, doing it, putting it in a brine, and then also deep frying it. It changes the way completely that. Uh, what can't you thank Alton Brown for? <laughs> Pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, thank you, Alton Brown, for everything I've ever done ever. Yeah. It. It's I'm not even joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, like you know, uh, putting it in a brine with uh, you know, various spices, and you know, it's it's a vegetable broth with some uh, cinnamon. Um, allspice and ginger 
and then filling the cavity with apple and onion and sage and rosemary. You, it See, completely changes me, it. Actually. That yeah, great. You know, it's not it's not so spiced that you're going full on to like you know making it almost like ham tasting, or even like, like a like like European curry. It's uh, but it's still very very juicy and tender and has you know flavor more than just intense dry turkey yeah. like you you know you haven't put any seasoning on it and you've just thrown it in the oven for hours, hours. yeah which, is fair. No, which yeah. you know i completely you know um having watched the thanksgiving specials where they're talking about like how you know turkey wasn't always a traditional thing and you know yeah, yeah. it wasn't until that uh, saturday evening post that it became this yeah uh, regular meal deal for thanksgiving right. all that so stuff. everybody thinks they have to have turkey and you know that you have to throw it in the oven for hours on end and, you know, wake up at the crack of dawn to throw a turkey in the oven just to let it dry out. <laughs> but, I mean, he cooks his turkey in, like, Oops. an hour and a half. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And I, thought, yeah. I, I imagine we think the brining and all that stuff for that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, oh, we're going to get into some... You have some delicious... Uh, I can't think of the word. I was going to say comestibles, but that's food. Um, imbi- combustibles Im- imbibables imbibables yes um, when you're also talking about Christmas you know you have to think about uh, you, you can up the uh, images of carolers and uh, you know drinking th- hot drinks outside uh, while caroling or wassailing there you go the wassail which I believe yeah <laughs> also real quick because we weren't going to go into it too deep eggnog is delicious and if you don't like eggnog I can't be your friend right okay. <laughs> eggnog is delicious also, you know, uh, drinks like at the time of year, like hot cocoa, mm. which, you know, everybody, you know, at this point, you know, you, you think of hot cocoa, you think of, you know, uh, the packs with the marshmallows and everything. Yep. Um, which they're not bad. Don't get me wrong, but it's still no, uh, no substitute for an actual cooking on the stove using, you know, real cocoa. And mixing it with the hot milk, I mean... I've done that before. That's actually... It's so monumentally different. Yeah. It's uh, so uh, delicious. There's some drinking chocolate, if you will. Yeah. (laughs) Drinking chocolate. I've just finished my chocolate bar. Yeah. If you ever get the, you know, the the urge to do that, I would highly recommend it. You know, it isn't too hard. You can find yourself a recipe online. Biggest thing to worry about is burning the milk. You don't want to, you know, do that too fast. Yeah, no, scalded milk is pretty gross. Pretty gross. Like, Like, very scalded milk. Yeah. If you go ahead though, and you know, take your time and do it right, you're gonna have an entirely different experience than yeah, the, it, the Swiss Miss. Yeah, drinking chocolate when you when you've made drinking chocolate as opposed to hot cocoa, it is a it is a whole other animal. Yeah. Uh, but then what about mulled much wine? Much more luxury. Yes, it is. What? It's velvety. <laughs> and then what about what? What about mulled wine, Chris? Mmm, mulled wine. Well, I'm not too much of an expert on the mulled wine. I was more gonna talk about the hot toddy. <sighs> Mold wine, as far as I know, is just hot wine with spice. With spices, yeah, spice sack, a mulling sack, if you will. Mm, Yes, mold spices. But you can just buy mold spices. Which I mean, if you're going to do that, you can do it with wine. You can do it with cider. Yeah, mold cider. Anything. But uh, Uh, so the hot toddy. We we both have stories about the hot toddy. Actually, you have a very recent story about hot toddies. Yes, I uh, actually made hot toddies the other day. Uh, We uh, decided that uh, my friend was getting sick. Uh, so he was like, you know, uh, he wanted to get some 
fireball whiskey to uh he's like oh that always knocks Christ, why exactly that always knocks the sickness out of you like boy you don't need that you need a hot toddy uh he's like oh go ahead man and he's like well what you know he's like oh i've had them before they're not really that great you know it's just you know water and whiskey and i'm like oh you're just you're doing it completely wrong then no that's not a hot toddy so that's not a hot toddy in, in, in my house growing up uh if you were sick we wouldn't. They, my grandmother wouldn't give you an Nyquil. She'd give you a hot. She'd make a hot toddy, and it was like whiskey, sugar, cinnamon, red wine, and a bunch of other stuff. And my grandfather, who didn't get sick very often, got really sick once uh, when I was very young. And uh, my grandmother gave him this, and uh, she made it real powerful. And he basically passed out for like a day. And then when he woke <laughs> up, he felt fine. And he and from that point on, he he renamed hot toddies into Kickaboo Juice. <laughs> So my grandmother, I was a little kid, and I thought it was a thing. I honestly thought it was a thing. My grandmother would be like, oh, you don't feel good? Do you want a, do you want a small glass of Kickaboo juice? And I'd be like, all right. But like, people were like, <laughs> Damn right I do. I'm 11. This is illegal. Hell yes. <laughs> um, so we have Kickaboo juice. It's, it's my knowledge of hot toddies. I mean, I've made them a couple times on my own. Because they, they are a nice like drink, like a hot punch. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's uh, you know another... Great Alton Brown episode where he's talking about punches. Yeah, yeah. Punches. Uh, I think punches need to be brought back. And uh, so, I mean, that's the basic recipe that I, I followed uh, yesterday, but did make some amendments to it, yeah. uh, as you do. Uh, so, you know, basically, we just steeped a bunch of uh, black tea, mm-hmm. uh, about a quart of it, you know, uh, and then, you know, squeezed two lemons in there, uh, about a half cup of honey. Um, you know, two tablespoons of cinnamon, tablespoon of nutmeg, and then a bunch of cloves into a lemon that we threw into the slow cooker, and then uh, two and a half cups of whiskey. That actually sounds really good. And it was it was outstanding. Yeah, I was really happy with the way it came out. That's awesome. Yeah, it was kind of like you know a uh, you know a hot spicy Arnold Palmer. Yeah, for real. Actually, mm-hmm. oh wow, that is a, when you say I love Arnold Palmer's man. Yeah, and so this this was probably the best the best that it could possibly come out. So I was uh, super I was, cool, and uh, I will be making it again. <laughs> you should make it when you come down for Christmas. Yeah, hell yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much going to do it for us today for our holiday special. Uh, thanks for watching. Yeah, uh, click like and subscribe. Comment. Let us know if you what you guys want to see, what you guys want to do. Yeah, uh, if there's anything you, you want us to touch on for our next episodes, I think uh, probably our next one we're thinking about doing is uh, we're going to do one on uh, 80s and uh, 90s cartoons. Yep, yep. And that's going to be uh, at least part one of that because I found that to be really daunting, finding all the information for yeah. that. And then we'll probably also do uh, one on toys yep. coming up. Yep. Uh, we'll touch on, um, there's going to be a puppet special all by itself, just puppets. Oh, yeah. Because we love puppets. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to bring you guys puppets to the show, um, which will be weird and fun at the <laughs> same time. Um, I think we're any other any topics you'd like us to... Yeah, anything you guys, want, you guys want us to uh, do, we can do. And um, I think we've got an anime manga one we might be doing, some other stuff. And we'll be doing solo stuff, like I have How Not to Plays, because <laughs> uh, I'm bad at video games, but I like them anyway. Uh, next How Not to Play... Um, which may come out before this, I'm not really sure. It's going to be DuckTales. Got that right there. I'm really bad at that game. I was bad at it as a kid. I'm bad at it now. 
Except the moon level, because the music's awesome. Yeah, it is. Um, so there's all that kind of stuff going on. And uh, uh, if you check want... out, uh, oh, oh sorry. Um, you can check out me and Matt, uh, my buddy Matt, doing some uh, playing of wow, uh, Full Mojo Rampage on our Twitch channel, uh, The Infallible Truth. And check out our YouTube stuff. Uh, if you search on YouTube, The Infallible Truth, for the one not affiliated with the church. Yeah, I saw it the other day when I went to look at you guys. Because I wasn't, I didn't, for some reason, I didn't think you told me that you were streaming on Twitch. I thought you were streaming on YouTube. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but I looked anyway, and I was like, The Infallible Truth, this is all, this is not what I'm looking for. Um, you can find me. Um, I stream uh, mostly Blizzard games, uh, Heroes of the Storm and Hearthstone. On, uh, at twitch.com or twitch.tv dot whatever slash zeneater23 and if you guys want to if you like what you see you can visit us over on Patreon uh, at www.patreon.com slash geekchow and uh, I think that about does it for us today alright see you next time <laughs>